What is up, guys? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. But before I intro him, we have got an amazing show for you guys. Uh, Amazing show. We've got two special guests, and one of them is really special. Like, he wears a helmet and rides on the short bus, okay? (laughs) The other one happens to be the best performance coach in the world this is a man who specializes in mental toughness he has been the performance coach and trainer of names like michael jordan kobe bryant Dwayne wade the best of the best of the best and i'm going to intro him in just a minute right after i get to introing dj dj god what is up my dude vanilla ice Vanilla Ice. What's up, man? Got to connect with with Nelly, you know, to make that happen, make that collab yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm sure he's super pumped. <laughs> I'm sure he is. You know, I, we've talked about this before. And in fact, because of the other special guest that's here, we ought to remind our listening audience that you guys questioned my knowledge of rap lyrics. And then when I was you didn't to, know who Biggie fucking Smalls yeah, but was. when I was put okay. to the test, I belted out some. You didn't Some classic lines. You did? I did. Oh, to who? To you guys. You remember this, Sal, right? Listen, I do have to say I was quite impressed with your ability to to spit the lyrics, but the fact that you don't know who Biggie Smalls is really... Really cancels it out. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, well, it just you doesn't know, work. It's not that I didn't know who he was. It's that that painting in Andy's office is kind of impressionistic. Which so means you don't know who he is. is. Yeah, exactly. If you can't see that painting, this should be the the, the shot for the podcast, like just the, the, the picture No, we need of to put the picture in, like, should you know who this yes. is? Yes. <laughs> yes or no? No, just pull it. I'm going to pull it on Instagram. Post on my story today. <laughs> All right. We have. The only one vote my, no is going to be him. Uh, yeah. Right. Listen, guys, we have an awesome show for you guys. I am super excited. I've been wanting to get this show together for a long time. Uh, my good friend, Tim Grover, is here. What's up, man? Andy, I'm doing great. How about yourself, man? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me here. You look, before we go any farther, you look unfucking believable man. Thanks, man. I, you see me it's naked. Been, it's, been, it's less than a year. <laughs> it's been less than a year since I saw you last yeah. over at uh, over at an 10X. event we, at 10X yeah. that we did together. Yeah. And the transformation that you've made, it's... Thanks, bro. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. You've been putting in the work. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and along the way, people don't know this, but you've been encouraging me along the way. And uh, and I think it's your nature to push people. Uh, and, dude, I just want you to know that meant a lot to me along the way. Well, you know what? Yeah. Hey, listen, in, in order to get a compliment from me, you got to do some unordinary or some unexpected stuff. Yeah. All right. Losing 10 pounds ain't going to do it. Yeah. All right. I just asked you before we started this thing, I said, Hey, how much weight have you lost? You lost a hundred fucking pounds. That's a lot of weight. All right. That's a lot of weight to lose and to be able to do it and continue to do the podcast, run the business, do whatever you're doing. So when people talk about, I can't do it because I'm too busy. Well, just look at what you've accomplished. So that excuse gets thrown right out the fucking window. Dude, you know, this is funny because when I started the transformation in 2016, uh, January 4th, 2016 was my first day. Uh, I was 350 pounds, roughly. Um, I read your book starting on that day. And you, I never even told you this, but I read that book starting on your on that day so I could get my, because I had read it before. And mm-hmm. I read it because I wanted to get my mental focus in the right spot because I knew I had my work cut out for me. Yeah. So you had a lot more to do with this than what you actually know. And like I told you when I met you in person at 10X, bro, you've changed my life. Uh, many, many, many good things have come from the mentality that you uh, communicate in that book 
And I think the biggest part of it that I enjoyed was it made me feel like I was, I'm sure you've heard this from many people, but it made me feel like I wasn't fucking crazy. Like I felt crazy for a long time. Like the way I thought was weird or wrong or different. And reading that book was like a, it was like a light went off where it's like, dude, I'm not the fucking crazy one. I'm, I'm the one who's not crazy. Everybody else is fucking crazy. No, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because listen, how many, everything that's happened extraordinary in a person's life or in this universe or whatever it is, it's been done by somebody who's been a little bit off. Right, right. Okay? Not the person that's always tried to fit in or try to be like every like be like everybody else. So what the book Relentless did was it showed that, hey, there's more of us out there than you know. And it gave us permission to say, hey, it's okay to be like this because I got accepted and it's the way to push myself to greatness because you spend so much of your time before that you're spending so much of your time trying to suppress yourself and say, listen, is it really me? Am I not, am I the one that's like crazy? Am I the one that's off? When you realize, no, you know what? I am who I am in order to get what I want. That's who I have to be. You know, we always say this, listen, you have to know exactly who you are. Dude, the thing, you know, the thing that resonates with me about that too, though, and I think a lot of, we, we have a huge audience that is, they're all success driven people, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people who are in a business, but they're just trying to progress through the ranks so they can earn more money. One of the biggest things that resonated with me was when I, you know, when I was trying to grow a business, you know, everybody around me was telling me that I was fucking stupid and that it wasn't going to work and that it was, I was wasting my time. And why do you even care about doing this? And oh, you want to drive a Lamborghini, you're selfish, and this and that. And like, the world just has such massive amounts of, of, of negativity that they put on you when you're trying to do anything that's outside the norm. And for that reason, you know, anybody who's trying to do something great, before they really have done it, they're in a situation where they don't believe in themselves, so they're listening to other people. And, those, and they might still be moving forward, but they're moving forward with a lot of doubt and a lot of questions and a lot of... Um, anxiety about am I a good person am I doing the right thing am I immoral because I want these things or is there something wrong with me the way I think and that the the greatest thing about relentless the book is that it 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 addresses that for people who are in the process you know what I mean I didn't read your book until after I was kind of through that process right. where I had become you know quote unquote somewhat financially successful I don't consider myself financially successful because my goals are much bigger but I have made a little money. I've done a little things. I started to believe in myself. That book for somebody, for you guys who are in the journey, if you haven't read Relentless, you have to read it because it's really good at helping you feel good about the journey you're on and not feel like you're doing something wrong or you should be listening to your mom and dad or you should be listening to your average friends. This book is like the ultimate tool to help you with that, with confidence in that area, you know? You can't let individuals set shop in your head. Most people can't relate to what you're thinking of and what your dreams are and so forth. So what we say is, listen, don't worry about if somebody else doesn't believe in your dreams. They're your fucking dreams. You make them happen. All right. People that won't push you or don't believe in themselves are not going to they're not going to believe in you. But you can't rely on everybody else to make shit happen for you. You got to make it. You got to make it happen for you first. Most people are afraid of success. They want all the stuff that comes with success. 
but they don't want to do the work and they don't and they're afraid of it because now you got to continue to do the work. You got to do more of the work. There's more sacrifice that's going to be necessary. So it's easy to keep people down because if you're hanging around with a bunch of bunch of friends and all of a sudden you start to become more successful and you start to make some money and you start to get the things that you want and you're able to help other help other people, what does that do? It creates a distance between you and them. So what their job is, their job is to pull you back down. They got to close because, that distance. Yes. Right. They want to, because they're not going to come up to your level. They want you to come back down to theirs. Right. And as you become more successful, the gap gets wider and wider and wider. That's why the most successful people in this world, and success can be defined differently. It can be defined for some people, you know, it can be money. Other people, it can be fame. Other people can just be in the best at what they, at what they do. But whatever it is, it creates that distance between you and those and those others, and others don't like that. They want to keep. They want to. They want to bring you back. That's why the most successful individuals in whatever they do, they have the smallest circles. They have the smallest circle. They can only trust a few people, and most of the people don't understand. That no, they see it as like an ego thing. Like, oh, you're too good for us now. No, it, it, it has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with that. You know what the ego part <clears throat> is? And this is, this is what they have to understand. The ego part is on them because you know what happens? They don't realize that just because you've become successful that you have the same problems that everybody else still has. All right, You still have family issues. You still have uh, girlfriend issues, boyfriend issues, And you still issues, have money kids. issues. You still have money They're issues. It's different. But, we, talk, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah, but this is what happens. Those people have a lot of people they can talk to to make them feel good. All right, But when you're successful, or in your mind you think you're successful... You don't have that sympathetic ear because people don't give a fuck about your That's problems. Right. They don't think they don't exist because they like, oh, look how much money he makes, how much car, look at the car that he's driving. They don't realize that you can't share what your issues are, what you want to discuss with just with anybody. Well, you could Let's, share it with them, but if you did, they think you were fucking bragging. Right. Right? So, like, dude, I've, I've gone through this process, like, personally, my wife and I, like we have to be careful who we hang around with because the shit that we talk about, it's like if, we, if I was sitting with some of my friends and, and like I still love my old friends. I love them. I fucking do anything for them. Sure. But if I'm sitting with them and I'm talking about some of the shit that's on my mind, like you would talk with his friends, they see it as like bragging. And really, I'm like just talking about my fucking life. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a hard thing. Like it's a hard thing for other people to understand. You know it, what I mean? It's, it is. You know, because, dude. Even when you get to a level of success, you're still a fucking human, man. You still need to vent. You still need to communicate. You still need to express yourself. And especially me, like I'm a, I'm a fucking guy who likes to vent. Like I'll vent for five minutes and then I'll be totally fine. Right. I have to, you know, and I ha- you find kind of, that's what I try to tell everybody here is like, you don't lose friends. You just gain new ones that have the same interests as you. You know yeah, what I mean? The con- Listen, when you hang around successful people, watch the conversation change. The conversation changes. All right, successful people, the people that want the best for you, uh, the, the conversation is completely different than the people that aren't successful. They're the ones that are constantly making excuses, you know, talking about why they can't get somewhere because it's this person's fault. I don't get this opportunity here. I don't get this. I don't get that. It's always somebody else's. It's always somebody else's fault. 
the people that make it, that do what they're supposed to do, they take the onus on themselves. They like, listen. It's so I gotta, funny you say that. I man. gotta, fi- I gotta <clears throat> figure, I gotta figure this out. And at these days now, especially these days, everybody's looking for a handout. What can you do for me? No, it's not what you can do for me. What the fuck can you do for yourself first? You show me that first, and then I will. I. I may or may not decide to decide to help you. I'll guide you in the right direction. I'm not. If there's ten steps, I'm not doing steps one through nine for you. Okay, you got to do something. You got to do something. You got to show me. You got to be willing to start at the bottom and be able to do shit that nobody else is willing to do. I see you guys post stuff up all the time. You guys run this multi multi million dollar sales supplement business. Yet, I see you fucking packing stuff on the shelves, hauling stuff. Sal, you do the same thing. You're constantly moving You're constantly moving things. You're having to ship. It's funny, when people get successful, and you know this is their start of the downfall, what do they say? I'm not doing that. I don't There's do that anymore. It's not my job. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. <clears throat> That's not my job. You know what? That's your job, plus everything else That's is right. your job. Everything is your fault. Everything Dude, is Dude, I look at it like job. this. Like, when somebody doesn't do... When, dude, you Sal, you posted that video of the Texas coach. Uh, what's his name? Augie Garrido. He's num- the winningest baseball coach in, in NCAA history. Okay? And he's yelling at his team. And he fucking... He, dude, they obviously shit the bed, right? And he's yelling at the... The video's on YouTube, right? Yeah, so you, you can... Uh Google Augie, Augie Garrido wildfire hey, who speech. Who that fucking rhymes you of yelling? <laughs> so, so, dude. So, this dude is just fucking going crazy. And at the end of it, this is the important part. He goes... You know what? I'm sorry. I fucking failed you guys. And he turns around and walks out. And you know, that's how I look at my shit. And I know that's how Sal looks at it too. Like, dude, I get pissed at people, but eventually I realize like it's if they're fault. fucking off, it's my fault because I ain't fucking trained them right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I didn't hold them accountable well, the no, right No, you way. didn't put the systems in place yes. to, to keep that from and happening. And like, dude, <clears throat> a, a good, this is a great leadership quality. Like, great leaders do this. Like, they, And I'm not saying I'm a great leader. I have a lot to fucking learn. But... The great leaders in history, the great coaches, the great athletes that you coached. I guarantee you at the end of the day when the shit went wrong, they didn't go around and say, oh, you know what, Scotty Pippen, you fucked up the whole game. Or Dennis Rodman, you were fucking hung over and you played like shit. Yeah. They say, you know what, he probably said, Michael Jordan probably said, you know what, I should have fucking, I should have taken more control of the game. Yes. They should have taken that shot. They take, yeah. the, game they five. take the responsibility. They don't want to put it in anybody else's hands. You know, listen. <clears throat> Michael always said at the beginning of the pra- at beginning of the pra- first first uh, day of practice. Uh, every year they always had a new player. They always had a new player come in and so forth. And Michael would tell the guys, he said, "Listen, I'm gonna pass you the ball one time. You better fucking do something with it. I can miss a shot on my own. I can turn it over on my own. Show me I can count on you right now. You know how many careers he destroyed destroyed by just saying that because the guys." Couldn't perform. They at fucking that level. folded. Yeah, they fold. But he needed to know that. Yeah, he needed to know that because he was like, "If this is how you're going to be in practice, you think I'm going to be able to count on you in Game Six of the Finals? Because that's where we're going. Right. That's where we're going. Right. I need to know now if you can handle the situation. And if you can't, that's fine. If you can't do it, I'll do it myself. So you're saying it's a big deal that he actually passed that ball up to Steve Kerr. I mean, he he obviously thought very highly of Kerr. Huge. Huge that. And, you know, if you, you see the whole highlight of them setting everything up, Steve, what happened was Steve said, Michael, if they come to you, I'm open. Give me the ball. I'll knock it down. 
And you know how that how his whole relationship started with Steve to get into the next level? They got this huge fight in practice, which is very well known. Steve did not back down from did not back down from it. Boy, Michael whooped his ass too in practice too. <laughs> but it was just like, <laughs> like they got a fist fight? Yes. No shit. Yes. Yeah, but, but I bet you there's a lot of common respect. But afterwards, yeah, Michael even got thrown out of practice during during that time. I mean, you, you can look this up. This is just common. Bing it, Google it, whatever you want to do it. But, <laughs> Bing. Um, <yeah. laughs> but it, it's that brought Steve up to a different level in Michael's eyes. So this guy's not going to back down. When it gets when I don't need any more friends. You he know, doesn't have fun. to like him. Yeah. What's he has to trust him. He doesn't have to like him. He has to trust him. You know what? That's what I'm saying. You don't. People look for friends, dude. You, they fucking put way too much inf- way too much emphasis on friends. And you I talk agree. about this all. Yeah. You, I've heard you talk about this about the Facebook and all that. I don't need any more friends. No, I need allies. I need people I can go to war with. I can trust. I don't want to hang out with you afterwards. But when you step, when you guys when, l- take this meeting room right here, if you take this meeting room, all right, and you think of it as a football field, a baseball diamond, or everything. When you step between this lines. It's about business. It's about getting shit done, dude. Peep, just friendship destroys leadership respect. When you're when you're a leader and you're leading a team, okay. And this is how it does. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean people perceive that as as like you have to be an asshole. That doesn't mean be an asshole. No. Okay. Being an asshole is becoming friendly with them and letting them cut every corner because you look at it and say, oh, you know what? That's my friend. I'm you know I'm not going to bust his ass. That's being an asshole. Yes. Being. People mistake this. Being a leader has nothing to do with being a friend. It has to do with holding accountable and setting an example. And that's fucking it. So when you look at somebody and, you, and you're leading them, let's say you run a retail store or you run a, a business and you've got people who report to you and you're around them 24 hours a day for you know, fucking years at a time, you start to become friends, right? And then the person that you're supposed to look after, they start to cut a corner and they start to do this wrong and they start to do that wrong because they feel that you're a friend and they're losing respect for you as an authority figure. And people miss that point all the time. You are not fucking friends with the people you manage. The way you're their best fucking friend is by holding them accountable to their best self. 100%. Which is the people that you keep closest in your circle. No, but Sal, that's, that's the biggest challenge that I've had with teaching other leaders. Like, it's young the biggest leaders. challenge I've had to overcome. Yeah, like, my, like guys on our team that, are, that lead other people... The biggest problem is because we have a friendly culture, they get too fucking friendly with their guys and they stop holding them accountable because they're like, oh, that's my boy, Sal. I don't, you know, I'm, I'll get him next time. And that's, that's how the fucking shit starts to erode. And then eventually you're not putting any numbers on the fucking scoreboard and you're all fucking fired. You know what? Ha- this is what happens is it's funny. People won't accept things. Leaders won't accept things when things aren't going well. Well, if you don't accept them when things are not going well, why accept them when things are going no, well? No, you got to keep the fucking gas down. Yes, you yeah. can't accept that at when things are going well. No, but then what happens it. to him is like when, so so it's an up and down, it's like an up and down thing, right? Like the things start going well, they start accepting the little things off the, they like, oh, oh okay, you left that floor dirty or you left yes, this shelf dirty. Exactly. Or you didn't talk to, say this to the customer or this or that. They let those things slide and then guess what? They're back in the dip again. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Whereas if they would stay on the gas when they're in the high point, they would continue to rise. The, the, the most successful businesses, coaches, and so forth, they hold everybody accountable, whether it's the superstar on the team, it's the last person, it's a person that never gets to play. Businesses do the same thing with from their CFO to CEO to their interns. 
everybody is held to the same level of standards and everyone's held to that account of, uh, consistently, consistently consistently not one day now when all, things are going bad all of a sudden all we got to fix the fucking boat yeah you it's know too late and now, yeah no it's those guys have already learned that you're going to take their shit yep you have to hold them accountable at all times that's the biggest, hardest lesson for young leaders to learn. You get what you tolerate. Yeah. That's it. As a business and in business and person as a life, you get what you tolerate. I 1,000% agree. Yeah. 1,000%. But I think, you know, when you, and I mean, obviously I agree as well, right? But you, you look at, you talk about the small circle as you grow. You, you keep that circle small because those are the people that keep you in check. Those are the people that are going to call you on your fucking bullshit. Well, no. If you're a fucking strong person, if you're a strong person, you know who the fuck you are, like Tim said. You do respect those people. Like my best friends, the people I keep close to me are the people who will not let me cut a corner. They will not let me fucking slide. They'll say, Andy, you're fucking getting fat. Andy, you're fucking missing workouts. Andy, you fucking being lazy. Because, dude, you know what? I'm a naturally lazy motherfucker. I just am. Like I try to do the most amount of shit with the least amount of time and effort. I'm like everybody else. The difference is, is I fucking do the shit. Well, here's the thing, okay? though. But like I will not hang out. Like, dude, who do I hang out with? I hang out with you. I hang out with fucking Klein. Well, I already understand this, right? But yeah. like you talk about, <clears throat> you, you, know, you talk. About, how many times do you and I in a year almost fucking beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, I was just other? gonna say that. I was gonna, like, you, dude, I'll happens, call Andrew Fat. He get fucking about, pissed at me, yeah, right? It happens he, about three, four times a year where, dude, we'll fucking like that door crack right there. That happened because, I mean, dude, you can ask right. anybody in here. Like, <laughs> no, you were fucking right, motherfucker. But dude. You know, three, four times a year, we'll fucking get into each other hard, but it's because we want to fucking win. Right. It's not because, like, we're being mean. You know, at the end of the day, we both come away and say, dude, I fucking respect him more because of that. Listen, you, feelings, emotions, and BS get in the way. Yeah, three they do. Things, they get in the way all the time. You, all right, and dude, way, two people are way too connected to their fucking feelings. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's just, well, that's that's a society That's a right. society now. Oh, you I feel like this. You talk to me like this. You hurt my fucking feelings. So what? It's because yeah. it's fucking true. <laughs> it's the truth. The only reason it offended you is because it's fucking true and you know it in your heart. And people don't want to hear the truth. Or a lot of times what happens is you, you have, you guys, you guys have quite a few employees. You guys got quite a few employees. All right. Be honest with me. Okay, be honest with me right now. All right. You can think about at least two two people right now in your head that you wish you could fucking fire, that you want to fire. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just saying at least two. I'm wait, just wait, wait, a little break. What's right, honesty actually, here? How no, honest can I be? No, this actually, I, don't, I wouldn't say that's true. I would say no, because here's how I look at it. Everybody can, everybody has potential and everybody has a role. And it's our job as leaders to fulfill them and put them in the right place. I don't have it. We have a great culture here, like a great culture and a great team. I, and I'm not saying it's just because I know they're fucking listening because I would tell them straight to their fucking face. And I have, and they know this. I truly believe that everybody on our team now in house is a fucking asset in house. Now you said in house. No, no, no. I'm not ta- because I'm ta- we have outside, <laughs> we have a lot of outside employees that I yeah. don't know personally. Okay. So, so that I can't say that, but I know the people in house. We don't have any fucking duds. We might have some guys that haven't figured it out yet, mm-hmm. but the, everybody here, I believe, can figure it out. Right. Our biggest challenge as a company is definitely what I said a minute ago about our mid-level leaders uh, understanding how to hold people accountable and how important it is to, to how to reframe what they think is friendly. Like, you, you know what you can do easily? Here, this is what happens. Everyone always looks for the perfect time to tell the truth. There is no perfect time to tell. Right, the right. perfect time to tell the truth is all the time. It's all the time. That's when you tell the, That's when you tell the truth. People are like, oh, you know what? Oh, they're going through something. This is not a good time. It's the so holiday time. I used to run from you that. T- 
I, and I, I, I would have to. Have, so my dad. No, dude, was, dude, I did too. I went through that too, where I would like fucking put off the conversation. Oh man, and then you want to look at him. It's kind of yeah. awkward, and you're like, fuck, man. Like maybe I should. Well, this is not the yeah. right thing. You build this little story in your head, right? right? And I, and I, so I struggle. And I was telling Tim earlier how the biggest asset that we've had is growing up was our dad. Our dad was. He's fucking. He's like, hey, you got you got to address the situation. Address the situation. Address the situation. Well, it's fucking hard, man. It is in the beginning. It's yeah, supposed to be hard. It's like, Once it's, you... like get, it's like getting in a fucking cold pool. Like you get in, you can you get in. It's fucking cold. You get a little more in, it's still cold. You get a little more in, it's like you're in it for half an hour. It's like it ain't even fucking cold. It's or, supposed to be hard. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand. But now, it's like, dude. But now, hard. like, at my point, and I think you're probably getting to this too, because we're I'm a couple years older than him. I walk through and I see shit that it needs to be fixed. And I'm like, hey, you, that fucking sucks. And then I walk away. Yeah. Like, I don't, even, I don't even think about it for the rest of the day. Like, that yeah. dude's probably, like, fucking going home and writing, you know, to his fucking diary about how I hurt his fucking feelings. <laughs> I, I As think the minute after it comes out of my mouth, I fucking move on. Like, I don't even care. I address this, like, physically in my head. I, this is the best way I can relate it. It's like getting in a fight, your first couple fights. Like, you're so fucking nervous. Like, holy shit, So it's man. like getting your ass kicked for you. <laughs> Never happened. So we're like, you know, you're like going up and you play, you play all the scenarios out in your head. Okay. All the bad shit. And you figure it all out and you think you make an excuse. Maybe I shouldn't hit me. And now it's like, I just walk up the motherfucker. Like hit me. Okay. Let's roll. I'll you know give, what I mean? Let's get this shit on and fucking move. I'm going to give you a great example. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a great example. So people used to say, you know, Floyd Mayweather, whether you like him or not, never studied his opponent, never studied his opponent. He said, listen, the opponent's got to deal with me. All right, so you never watched the film on anybody else? No. And it was funny. If you talk to the people that he's fought, the ones that have watched the film, and Michael was the same way, and I'll get into that a little later, um, there's like, it doesn't matter why we if we watch film on him because when he's fighting us, it's completely different. I still got to, I got to handle my shit. Yeah, it's complete, it's completely, it's completely different. So it's amazing where the greats, the greats at what they do, Thinking is actually a distraction to them. It's a distraction because they're so finely tuned in what they can do and how they can perform and so forth. You think when people are, uh, when they're on stage and they're talking and they're giving performances and they're singing and all that, they're actually thinking about what the hell they're doing? No. no, no doing and that's why when you ask people God. that are great at what they do, dude, how'd you fucking do that? They'll always say, I don't know, I just did it. I just did it. Yeah. I just did. But you know how much time and preparation and years of training it takes to get to that level? Dude, well, 20, 20 years minimum and of, of, at high-level practice yes. okay. to become great. People okay. say 10 years. I believe it's 20 years. So, you, so on that note, we're talking about leadership. We're talking about development. I mean, we talked about No, maybe- no, no. I have a question that I think leads right into what we're – Okay. Like, so yeah, 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 go ahead. We were talking about like my employees, right? Okay, that you said about wanting to fire them and this and that. One of my questions that I've been dying to ask you is this, okay? You have different categories for different people and where they fit. So sure. explain that first, and then I'll ask my question. Well, we have, what we call is we have three categories. We call them coolers, closers, and cleaners, all right? Your closers are your individuals that, you know, they do a good job. You, they do exactly what's expected of them, all right? If they you tell them to show up at 9 o'clock, they're going to show up at 9 o'clock. They're going to leave at 5 if you tell them to make... Between that time, we want you to make eight calls. They're going to make eight calls. They may have two extra hours, but you told them, make eight calls. They're going to make eight calls. I did my job. Right. I did my job. All right? They give, you the, they give you the expected results. You can count on them. They show up. 
so forth. They love to ce- they love to celebrate. They love to celebrate other people's achievements. You know, they'll be the ones. Hey, Annie, can I borrow your car to go drive it? Because right. they're not interested in trying to be have able to purchase car. that yeah, have their right. own car. So they're like, you know, no. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. They drive a car. They want to drive your automobiles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's right, right, difference. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 They go. drive a car. They want to drive your automobiles. All right. Your cooler. Uh, your closers are a level above that. They're the ones that can that give you that end result majority of the time as as long as the script is drawn out for them. If too many variables are thrown at them, they don't know what to do. They it's stop. A, they stop. They, it, it freaks it freaks it freaks them out. All right. Then I ha- you have your cleaners. Your cleaners deliver that end result numerous times over and over again, and it doesn't matter what circumstance is going to be thrown at them. They're going to say, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out and they're not someone who has to be coached all the way and look like no, they're handheld not, they just go fucking do it they just do they figure they figure it out okay they're the ones listen if you go you you guys have um you guys tra- um train your people to you know talk about your products and they be there you know obviously the great products that you have and be out there to sell them and have a chance to get other people involved in this in this healthy lifestyle you got some individuals they they need that <laughs> pamphlet or they need that booklet you give them and you got others that just know the product inside and out they just believe they could just talk on their own they did it on their own they did they did it on they did it on their own you know it's everyone here has access to the same training that's right they have access to the same products they got access to the same amount of time they got access to the same products same manuals same resources why are some people killing it and others aren't Okay. Yeah, right. That's it. So, so with that being said, that's a lot. That's for a lot of people. That's the first time they've heard this. So you have <laughs> coolers, closers, and cleaners. All right. Now, I want to ask you this because I've been I I'm curious about this. Well, first of all, everybody fucking always thinks they're a cleaner, right? And that's the thing. If you think you're a cleaner, you're, you're not, not a cleaner. Right. No remember, I remember I learned that when I asked you because I said, dude, you know, we were on the phone one time and I said, hey man, I said, you know. I can't figure out where the fuck I fall in on this. Like I'm doing this and this and this, but I still don't feel like I'm a cleaner, you know? And your, your response was, that means you are a cleaner. Yeah. You can't call yourself a cleaner because you're never satisfied. You always want more. There's always stuff. There's always stuff going on. Somebody else can point out to it and say, you know, that person, that person's a cleaner. Right, right. God, this is okay. funny because in my head, okay, this is this is how it works. everybody in our fucking company thinks they're fucking clean. Well, I think that's nat- natural by any standard, right? If you're, you know, you you want to be yeah, one. Yeah, they want to be it, but they aren't. But here's the funny thing, right? Like I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, how awesome of a license plate would it be to be cleaner? And nobody knew it. And I thought, man, you could never put that on your own fucking license plate. Like you could. That, that's my, that was my thought process <laughs> while you guys you were having that. Okay, you would never. You, you need would, a bumper you, sticker you, though. You know, people so, would look at this company and just say. Man, look at what he's grown, what you guys have grown this to and said, these guys are cleaners. And you guys are like, we haven't even fucking started yet. That's right. We haven't. We haven't even started. We haven't even started yet. That's right. So, all right. You're one of the, if in my opinion, the best, but definitely one of the best performance coaches in the history of fucking mankind. Thank you. Okay. So, if someone were to come to you and say, Tim, I'm going to give you a billion dollars and you got to take... This cooler, and you got to turn them into a cleaner, okay? It first of all, is that possible? And if so, how would you do it? What would that look like? Listen, the one thing about it is you can, 
go from one level to the next to the next. This is not something that you're born with. That's a mistake a lot of people have. Oh, he, you know, he, they're just born that way. They're just wired that way. No. All right, what I always tell people is there's something that's happened in your life, usually in the younger stages, that how you handle that situation is going to kind of determine where you're going to, where, how you're going to be able to handle everything else. Did somebody else get you out of it? Or did somebody say, you go figure it out, and you did? Like you're talking about a fight. All right, did you go challenge that individual? Did you say, ah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to walk away. I'm not going to do this. If adversity hits, did your mom and dad get you out of it? All right, or did, you, or did they tell you, hey, you created this mess. We're going to guide you, but you need, to fi- you, need to figure, you need to figure this out. So that's the first thing you got to look at the individual. And second, if I was going to do it, the money's got nothing to do with The money's got nothing Fuck to no. do with it. It's about winning. It's about winning. It's about that challenge. It's about seeing that individual. So you'd sit there, you'd talk to that person, and you'd understand what do they want to be a cleaner in. This is the one thing everyone's got to understand, too. Now, when we talk about running a business, you know, a multi-million dollar business, as first form is, you have to look at it where you need all three of those ty- types of individuals. If you had all cleaners in here, it work. Chaos. It, 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 exactly. Yeah. So you need those three personalities. Now, your job as leaders is to know where what those individuals are and where to put them where they Place can be the most successful right. and be the mm-hmm. most talented. You got individuals in here that may be only running on 10%. But that 10% of what they do does is, the job perfectly for what they need to do. Exactly. Right. It's invaluable to what you to what you guys have. So 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 yeah, so leadership, right? The big there's a there's a good book on this concept called Good to Great. It's about putting your talent in the right places, right? And he uses the analogy of putting people in the right seats on the bus. All right. And that's huge for running a company, right? Or or if you're a sports team, you've got to yes. know like if you're basketball and you got five guys on the court. You got to know who could do what and which guy fits in which role. And it's it's not just like this is my position, I'm a point guard, or this is my position, I'm a center. There's a there's a cultural uh, hierarchy there that has to do with what we're talking about. But what if you're an employee, right? Like we have a lot of employees who are, and everybody here, everybody starts out at the bottom. So we have guys who are out packing boxes, or guys that are you know on the retail store floor, or they're you know they're doing the base level job, and and they're doing it, but they want to become, you know, a high level executive, which is totally possible here. We're one of the only companies that people could come in and make minimum wage and work their way up and do seven figure opportunities. Sure. And, you know, I don't know many companies like that. Uh, we don't care about their college degree. I don't give a shit about that. I care about how effective you are here. What about those guys, guys who are coolers right now, but they're like, man, I would like to fucking get better. And I would like to, you know, become more wealthy and a better career and better my life. How would they, how would someone go about that? Well, you know what? They go about by what exactly what you said. They 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 own that space. They own that opportunity. Whatever you give them to do, they take that job and they do it better than anybody else. And they're willing to learn. Say, hey, boss, what's next? What 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 else? Do more than expected. What 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 else you got? What else you got for me? You need me to work late? You got hey. You, you need someone when they come in, man, listen, we're short staff on, on, on Sunday. Before you even say, uh, who wants to come? They're already, I'll be here. I'll be here. Yeah. Those are, those are the individuals that are willing to sacrifice all the other BS. So if you're a guy who's at the bottom and you're one of these guys who's, who's you know, you want to progress, you want to do more. And this, this is like common sense to me and you and us, right? But like they're, they're thinking like, man, you know, 
because their fucking parents taught them the wrong shit. They're thinking like, well, eventually, you know, Andy's going to come to me out in the warehouse and he's going to make me a fucking CFO. Like, no, motherfucker, I'm not. No. You, you're going to have to go out and do the shit that closers do and that cleaners do to progress. And eventually, when you do enough of those things for a long enough time, guess what happens? You become that. You, exactly. And you learn, you become educated, you do the stuff that you're supposed to do and not what you're supposed to do. It's funny. <laughs> you guys, how often do people want a pat on the back for doing their job? Yeah. For Dude. doing their job. What's expected of them? They want you to acknowledge what's expected Dude, of them. Dude, that's like that's probably 80% of people yeah. at least. You know, the people like, hey, this is what this is what this is what I want to do. All right. I did my, I, they, I love when people say this shit. They're like, how's it you know? They'll, they'll, you see this on fucking Instagram a lot. People post shit. Dude, you know what? I got my shit together. I got a job. I pay my rent. I pay my bills. And I'm thinking in my head the whole time, yeah, motherfucker, that's what you're supposed that's to do. You, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, when people come in and they, they, they ask you guys for a job and they sit down and they lead off with, I'm a hard worker. That's the, that's the. You know what? I'm not hiring you. I'm looking for the laziest fucking person around. That's the person, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the person I want. That's the person I want to hire. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. We're not giving you guys secrets. You have to well, do the work. You have to do the work. And you, you got to produce a result. You, and you got. No one gives guys, a fuck how hard you work. You, right. Hey, listen. It's not about only working harder. It's about working harder and working smarter and getting better. Now, going back to the concept real quick about the coolers, closers, and cleaners. Now, under and this is this is important for leadership. This is very important for you leaders out there. All right. Just because an individual is a cooler. At work doesn't necessarily mean they're not a cleaner at something else. Right. All right. They could be they could be cleaners at raising their kids. At home. We talk okay. we, this balance conversation. Yeah. They could be cleaners at, you know, charitable things, pet rescue, whatever sports. It, with sports. Yeah. Whatever it may whatever it may be. Gaming. That's that's their thing. So what happens is leaders come in and business people, they try to take those individuals and they think like Man, if that per this person is so good, if I could just push them a little bit more, or they could make so much more money, they could do this, and you start to push them, and you see their results actually regress. Right? That's not what's that's important to those individuals. Something else, something else. At this particular time in their life, they want to be a cleaner at something else. But a great leader, Tim, will find out what that thing is that they're fucking cleaner at. They'll, you'll get to know this person. You'll right. listen to them. What are you into? What do you do? You know, what do you, you know, we got guys here who are into MMA and they're passionate about it or they're in, you know, find those things and then try to extract their feelings about that and, and teach them to apply those same things at work. But how many leaders do you know actually take that no, time they with their employees? They, most people they just don't. fucking call themselves a leader. They're not yeah. a fucking leader. They're, right. they're a babysitter. Yeah. They don't. They don't actually inspire, teach, and cultivate talent. You know why? Because they're they're afraid. There's so many leaders that are afraid to help other individuals to bring those people along because they're threatened by their their abilities. Because man, which 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 is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But but it, it but it does it does happen. There's a lot of individuals that are out there. You know, a, a lot of individuals don't become successful because they're afraid of success. You know who the fucking highest paid people are in business? They're the people who can cultivate the most amount of leaders. Yes. The people who can replicate and teach and coach the most amount of leaders. The people who can bring people who are normal people and make them extreme performers. Those people are paid 
millions of dollars. And you know what it forces those people to do? It forces those individuals to raise their game because right. they're being challenged by a whole other group of a whole other group of individuals. But I think it starts by, you know, because in order to cultivate that talent, you have to you have to lead by example. You have to be doing that work. You right. have to do those small things. And a lot of people are afraid to let those people into the small things of their life so they kind of Cuz they're not they, doing it. That's right. They're, they're trying, trying to hide, hide it. it. Yeah. yeah. And I had this conversation with our guys this morning like, "Hey man, that's where social is, is such a crucial crucial aspect like let them into your lives and you got to do the little things i'm talking from the time you fucking get up to the time you go to sleep you have to lead dude a lot of people like your guys are watching yeah but when we're saying that to them both of us say that to, to people that they they hear that and they don't understand what we're saying they are like they're thinking like this well what difference does it make if i fucking take a shower after i work out and come into the looking nice and feeling good and this what difference does it make if I, you know, don't wipe the w- extra water off the sink in the bathroom? What difference does it make? Here's the fucking difference it makes. It's not that somebody's going to literally come in and fucking catch you not doing it and you're going to get in trouble. Okay? It's that you're cultivating a certain set of skills in yourself by passing or doing the little things when no one's watching. You're creating discipline. You're creating more integrity in yourself, more confidence in yourself, more belief in yourself, which ultimately pours over into every other aspect of your life. People highly underestimate the the little things because when somebody who is a leader like you or you, they come in and they hear you say, oh, you got to do the little things and you got to take pride in the little things. They're like, well, fuck that. You're never going to see my fucking bedroom. You're never going to see the inside of my car. What difference does it make? And that's what that's fucking losers think. But we go out and look at them. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> listen. It's about you, cultivating the skill right, set. But also, what individuals think is insignificant in the little details could be the most important thing to somebody else. It's the number one thing that I look at oh, personally. It's the most. It could be so different. What you think is uh, that doesn't matter. It could be so important to somebody else. You get a. So let's say you got a client coming in here who wants to buy X amount of things. All right. And they're like this really person that's like really into cleansiness and clean and so forth. And they walk into the bathroom. All right. And they see it. Okay. Now what? The, well, now they start to think, well, if this is how he runs this. Imagine how everything I else think that about everything everywhere else I go. Listen, I, every, every fucking place I go to him, I think that. Like, if I go into a, ba- a restroom in a bath, uh, 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 a restaurant bathroom or a fucking office bathroom, or that, like, I don't know if I'm weird, but I judge everybody like that. By the bath, and my thing yeah. is, is, I always use the bathroom. I use the bathroom of a restaurant as what does their kitchen look like? If I walk into the bathroom at a restaurant, it's a shithole. Yeah, you don't want to eat their food. Fuck no, yeah. man. It, like, so that's, it, what I'm saying. The that's the OCD in my brain. Right, but I'm saying, but those details matter. Details, details do matter. matter. Those little details that, oh, it's insignificant. No, it's significant. It may be insignificant to you, but it could be the most significant thing to somebody else. And it goes back to what you said earlier. And, it's cutting corners. If you cut those little corners there, it's like if, you, if you're walking, you know one thing I've noticed here? You walk down this whole place, there's not one piece of paper on the floor. Fuck no. They fucking get fired for that. There's not one yeah. piece of paper on this floor. Why? Because oh, I know why. No matter, <laughs> no matter who it is. No, somebody will pick it up. Right? Somebody's going to be somebody. Yeah. They're not going to wait for somebody else to no. pick it up. Well, you know what? Oh, they got a cleaning service that comes in there where no, things, I, are, we, things are closed. No. Yeah. I fucking okay. fired our cleaning service. I, tell them the story, how I fired them. Oh. Well, you fired him. Well, the whole story? Like no, I showed up your house? the whole story. The fucking lady showed up the wrong fucking house. So this was like Christmas Eve or some shit, and Sal has his fucking uh, New Year's cleaning Day. lady coming over, all right? Not to my house. I'm fucking sleeping, all right? And, dude, I don't sleep very well. So, like, when I sleep, I, I naturally sleep from, like, 
4 a.m. till like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Like, and, and don't disturb me during that time because I can't fucking sleep at any other time. It's weird. So anyway, uh, I'm actually going to a sleep doctor here in a couple days. But besides that, so I get, it's fucking 8 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. I get pounded on my garage door. And I'm like, what, who the fuck is here, you know? And so I get up, I open the door, and it's the fucking cleaning lady. And I'm like, I'm like looking at her. And she's like, oh my God, I'm at the wrong fucking house. And I'm like, I literally just stared at her like, you're the dumbest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. And she fucking goes, I'm so sorry. I just shut the door. Like, dude, I was pissed. Like, so then that, that's the first strike. The second strike was I, I didn't fire her then. She cleaned our office too. So then she, we had, a, we had an event, okay? And we have her cleaning Sal's house, my house, our friends' houses, everybody that works here's houses, the office. We're fucking getting her a lot of business. So I call her. We have a special party coming up. And I'm saying, hey, I know it's short notice. This is like six, seven days in advance, not like the day before. I'm like, can you swing by and, and help us get the house ready? We're having this party. And she told me no. She's like, no, I can't do it. I'm like, okay. Well, I come to the office the next day. I said, Sal, she's fucking fired. You can't fucking go out of your way for somebody who's fucking paying all your bills. Then you fucking ain't working here, period. And so I come in. I said, Sal, she's fucking fired. Sal's like, why? And I'm like, because this, this. He goes, you're, you're fucking insane. And I'm like, I don't care. She's fucking fired. And, th- and then I said, we're making everybody here fucking clean the office because, dude, they need to learn how to do the little things. And honestly, our fucking office stays clean now. It teaches everybody to pick up the trash, take, you know, clean up the bathroom. It's cultivated a, a habit of little details. They're not, because when you have a cleaning service come in your office every day, everybody knows they don't have to pick up the trash. Yes. They don't have to clean the bathroom. They're like, oh, and you know, guess what? Guess what they say? That's somebody else's job. You don't want a it's motherfucker. everybody's job. Yes, and you don't want people cultivating that mentality. And that, you know, regardless of her fucking up, I didn't like her being here because of that. Right. And that's why we got rid of her. But like, the point is, is that, you have to look at what your every action that you're doing in your business because what you're doing is cultivating a certain mentality amongst your employees. Do you have a cleaning service here at 24 hours a day? What are your employees learning from that? Well, they're learning to keep their fucking shit dirty. They're learning not to look at the details. And if they don't look at the details and they look at everything and say, oh, that's the clean lady's job, guess what they're going to do whenever something's important? Uh, you know what? That's fucking so-and-so's job. And you know what? Before you know it, your company fucking sucks. And that's what that's how it goes, it, and it all starts with the first time you don't pick up the piece of trash on the fucking floor. Yeah, it's just it, I, I've never understood. I've never understood that. It's just you can't let people get away. You can't let them get away with stuff. As but it starts with yourself. Right? That's right. right. You got it. You can't let yourself get away. That's with right. You can't, it starts with yourself, and then if it starts with yourself, you used, you set that example. You don't have to say anything else because they're like, man, he's doing. Right. Dude, I've been making my bed every day for like the last five years. Yeah, see, I'm bad at that. I don't that's and the I, one thing I don't do. I watched his video and it's yeah. he's an admiral. He gave a convincing That's speech a good at, video. And I recommended the book, but I still don't make my fucking bed. Yeah. <laughs> but he always talked about starting your day off. So like I've created this this habit that there's days like I'm trying to get the hell out of the house or it's not ready. And I will like look at it before I walk out and I'll always go back because I gotta start there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like start at the That's little such a good book. The little bitty yeah. things, man. You know what? It's very important. Listen, routines are so important. Your greatest athletes have routines. They have routines that prepare that prepare them and get them ready for gets them ready for that game. Because what they do is they eliminate if you have a bad game, or if you don't have a routine if you don't have a routine, okay, you don't you can't it's very hard to pinpoint 
where things can go where things can go wrong. This way, if you have a routine, you, you know where the variables what changed? are. What, what's the what's X? What's changed? What happens? What goes on? All this other stuff. That's why you know you. It's funny. You 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 best athletes. Your best athletes. It doesn't happen by mistake. Okay, they keep their trainers close by. All right, they put in the extra work. They show up early. They leave. They leave late. They're not the ones that the uh, the coaches got to ask to take extra shots or to do stuff. You know, they're the ones that they're the ones putting picking up the towels, putting them away. When they leave the gym, they're the last one in the gym. They don't leave the gym a mess. They come in, they put everything back where it's uh, back where it's back where it's supposed to be uh, supposed to be. It, this stuff doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by accident. I no. can close this out because we already all these topics we talk. We Tim and I we we talked about them this morning. It's actually really crazy. And so, use tell them the example of Michael Jordan using starting practice every practice off. How did you do it? Every greatest basketball player to ever play the game. Who all who right. wins in a one on one? All right, huh? Who wins in a one on one? It's the famous question, LeBron. LeBron or Michael? Come on, man. Nah. <laughs> that's not, that's not it's even. like the number one internet <laughs> argument. Did you know that? That's, that's, that's because that. everybody now never – they weren't – the people arguing it weren't around to watch Michael play. Okay. Yeah, it's just – listen, I got a lot of respect for LeBron. LeBron's not a one-on-one player. Okay, he's not a one-on-one player. I'm totally player. just playing in because I know it's, it's like one of the yeah. – it's one of the top Google things. Yeah, LeBron's not a, one, LeBron's not a one-on-one player. Um, every practice, every practice started with – chest passes i'm talking about at the pro level at the top of the pro level at the top <laughs> of the pro level the best of the best every practice chest passes and who started that like okay he started it yeah it was just like and, and it wasn't just like the, i'm talking about rotation of the ball hands in the right position thumbs smallest out, the smallest the, the thing you learn stepping, when you're three yeah stepping forward okay every single practice and then you know what everybody else saw in practice they were like well, if it's good enough for the for the greatest, so every practice that's how everyone started. That they all the started doing it. They oh shit! Started Leading yeah. by example, you know. They all that's started awesome. doing it. That's what people. Don't that understand. was the coolest thing Dude, all the, the morning. One of the strongest, one of the things too about young leaders is that they okay. You put some, you take somebody who has leadership qualities, and as a CEO or a position of authority or a coach, you put them in a position of leadership. Those people go through a transition period, and some of them never fully transition. But they can't understand why other people would do what they do. They're like, well, I'm no, I'm not special, so they're not going to listen to me or not going to do what I do. Motherfucker, if you think that, just start doing shit right and watch what happens. They will do exactly what you do. Okay? You are a leader. They will follow you. You just have to be the person to step up and, and, and do the shit. You know, start with the, with the fundamentals. Sweep the floor. You know, clean off the products. Write, you know, the, the, the emails that you need to write and let them see you doing it. And guess what? They'll do it. It's that simple. It is that simple. It goes down to the, what's the Lombardi, co- uh, Lombardi quote? The, uh, leading by example isn't, isn't the best way to lead. It's the, the only, only fucking way to lead. Way to lead yeah. You know? And, it's, and, and, and their doubt in the fact that other people are actually going to listen to them or follow them keeps them from becoming a great leader. You know what I mean? You've That's the hardest wall to cross, though. It is because it's embarrassing. You can't talk slash, somebody out of it, right? You can't because you could sit. I could sit here all day long and look at somebody and say, "Dude, look! If you do this, they'll follow you." But they still think in their head, "Well, I'm not a fucking leader." You know what I mean? It's disbelief, right? 
So well, a lot of times you talk yourself, you talk yourself out of yeah. things. I mean, that, most that, of the time, ninety percent of the yeah. time, you, know, you think you come up with a great, you come up with a great idea, you come up with this great idea. Ten other people tell you it's a lousy idea. Now you think, oh, it's a lousy idea. Well, yeah. Right before you talked to them, you thought it was, a, you thought it was a great idea. If it's your idea, follow through, follow through with it. See where, see where it can, ta- see where it can take you. At some point in your life. You got to stop making suggestions and you got to start making decisions. Start right. with actions. All right. And people don't want to make decisions because you know why so, people, because now you got to answer the hard questions. But I'd much rather take a guy when you're looking from a leadership hiring standpoint, I'd much rather take the guy who's aggressive making mistakes. Like, listen, man, I can, I can deal with that. Yeah. Passive stuff. I can be, yeah. yeah. When you're sitting back and like not making anything happen, I'm not, you're no value to me. No. And it comes across I mean, as lazy. I can train the guy like to, to point him in the right direction. Yes. Like people might be afraid, so they're not doing any, the things they should do, and it comes across as lazy. Where, like, dude, I've never fucking fired somebody for making mistakes with good intentions. You've been pissed. Yeah, I've been mad. <laughs> but Cost you know money what? usually. I look at it as their education. But <laughs> right. the, but the problem is, is that you know when you when you don't do anything, the people above you who put you in the position of leadership now they're saying, man, that motherfucker's lazy. Yeah. They're not saying, oh, he's afraid or oh, he's scared. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the. When we go back to the cooler, closer, cleaner things. So coolers don't, they don't really learn a whole. They come in, they do their job. All right. Closers learn from, you know, from failure. You know, everyone says you learn from failure and so forth. All right. So closers, when things don't go wrong, okay, you teach them, they learn that. Cleaners learn from losing and from winning. That's a huge Mm. difference. People don't have the ability to learn when they win. Because there's so much to learn that way too of how of what you did to get there. What's the next? What's the next step? I mean, and Michael, what could you have done oh, to win by more? But we exa- exa- exactly. We, and, we, and I talked. We talked about this this morning. Like, and this is kind of the weird. You talk about the weird place and the weird brain, and you know, like tasting win- winning is fucking awesome. It and is. when you get that disease, it's like a it's like crack rock. You know, like you taste the win and you want to win. And this is, we were having this conversation about balance. You know, like I can't shut my brain off about the win because I feel like man, there's somebody else doing it. Like I'm not willing to sacrifice the win for any cost. And this is the homework by life balance that I've associated in my life. Like it's really hard. It's difficult it's for me. Extreme. But winning's so fucking important to me that you start finding. I get up earlier. You know what I mean? I stay awake later. No, I've, you find a fucking way. No, and, and yeah. you. But the, what I what you realize and what I've realized along my journey of life. Most people have never fucking won, so they haven't tasted it. They didn't win in little league. They didn't win in high school. They didn't win in college. They didn't. Win, Man, they didn't that's win. Such a fucking good point. And yeah. and they don't ha- they don't taste the drug. Like the feeling of winning is better than any motherfucker. There's only one other feeling that's kind of close, and then guys probably know what it fucking is. What? You know, like a, at the end of the horizontal shuffle. What's that? What's the horizontal <laughs> shuffle? The Let hor- Vaughn tell us about it. Vaughn. What is it about? What is he talking about, Vaughn? That feeling's very similar to winning, but winning is a gift that keeps on giving. You know what I mean? <laughs> so is your wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> here's, here, here's, here's the thing. By the way, that was a joke about him having three kids under two years old. Which is the yeah. segment segue of me. Yeah. I have to leave because Sal's getting his balls I'm going snipped. to get my vasectomy. <laughs> yeah. Every Dude, just think of, think of the thing of the position I'm in right this second. Your entire life, you protect your jewels. Now you're like, hey, man, cut these motherfuckers off. <laughs> I'm paying you $500. Make them don't work no more. Oh, <laughs> All right, dude. You can take off. Tim, take yeah. thank, thank you, you for having me, man. No, so, that was awesome. Thank you, guys. I want to switch gears, though, real quick. I want you to tell the story about how you became Michael Jordan's trainer because I think that's a great story for people to hear. Uh, well, it was, it was, uh, there was an article in the paper. I mean, you're just a kid, right? Yeah, I'm just a kid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a kid. There's an article in the. You're just pay- a personal trainer. 
A personal Normal, trainer in a yeah, gym. Right. All right. I finished my co- I finished my college. I had my master's degree in, in exercise science. I was making three dollars and seventy five cents working back in there. You guys may not. You guys in this room will know, but the, the audience listening, they, it used to be called before the ma- room that had all the machines back then. It was called the Nautilus room. That's what I, was <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Had all the had all the Nautilus equipment. So I was a person in the in the Nautilus room when new members would come in. They'd, uh, I'd teach them how to use all the different machines and go through the different things. So you had your little downtime. And I was, all right, okay. So I, I spent, you know, I spent six years in college to teach people how to use a knowledge equipment. But again, it's doing the stuff that nobody sees that you have to learn. And there was a little article in the paper saying how Michael Jordan is tired of taking the physical abuse from the Detroit from the Detroit Pistons. All right, so I go out, I send letters out to all the all the all, all the all the players trying to get trying to get in you know hopefully I can get to Michael and so forth so the one person that responds the best of the best no way huh. yeah he's the one person only person that responded what the letters say you know the letter would just say hey this is my background this is how I, what I do I've always wanted to know about uh, work with professional athletes. It's my educational background. This is what I've done. I've worked at this camp. I've done this. I've worked with these individuals and all this other stuff. Just saying, hey, get, give me give me a chance. And I was like, there's no way he's going to see So did this. he send you a letter back or he's not, a call? No, so he contacted the athletic trainer and the team, uh, team physician during that time and said, hey, talk to this kid. See if he knows what he's talking about. So went through that whole process of them making sure I wasn't BSing them, made sure I knew what I was talking about, that I actually did go to college and I actually learned something. And um, so then they put me, then they put me in touch, then they put me in touch with him and I told him what I could do for him and what, what's going on. And he said, you know, I'll give you 30 days, 30 days turned into, turned into 15 years. But what, what I learned from that is you see the best of the best and your most successful individuals, they're always looking to get better. Cause they're never, that's not all I heard there. What I heard too was this, you're no matter where you are and what, when you get, when you see something that you think you could do or help or benefit at reach out, nobody's going to come get you. Michael Jordan would have, you would have still been in the fucking Nautilus room, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a huge deal. It mm-hmm. just took one action to you, say, "Hey, you, you ha- you, I can fucking help you." Right, but here, here's a, I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. But here's the problem I had. Now people are reaching out to you that haven't, but they done, can't help you. Right, they can't help you and right. haven't done anything. Right, they haven't, they haven't done anything. They I find there's a paradox there, though. It seems like the people who who haven't done anything are the ones looking for the big home run to try to reach out as quick. So they're fucking like, "Oh, let me help you." Blah 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 blah. Right. And the guys who are actually qualified because they have a cleaner mentality, they're like, well, you know, he, he probably someone better than me is going to get that position. So I'm, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So they don't say it. Right. You know, it's funny. It's people always promise they can do this. They can do this. They can do. It. Listen, the one thing that's never gone up in price in your lifetime is going to be talk. Talk's always been cheap. It's always going to be cheap. Right, is your ability to deliver, to be able to back it up, to show those results, to be put in that pressure situation, and to be able to deli- and to be able to deliver what you said is promised. You did something that I never. I was talking this with your brother earlier. 
I'm sitting around. I don't even know where I wa- uh, uh, where I was. I'm sitting here, and you said, "Hey, watch this." I'm like, "Okay, I'm watching this." You sent out a I don't know if it was an Instagram or if it was a tweet about the book. Yeah. You just, that's all you said. You said, "Watch this." Put it out there. <laughs> the sales went crazy. Yeah. I didn't ask you to do it. All right. I didn't say, "Hey, I need your help." There's something. You felt this book helped you. Dude, it can help a lot of other, a lot of individuals. You said, watch this. You know how many people reach out to me on social media that said, I can get you this. I can get you influencers. I can get you this. I can get you that. And I look at their background. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, right. No <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. The, and because you know what? Because there's a lot of other speakers out there that are telling everybody, you need to reach out. You need to do this. You need to do that. You only might, do that if you can fucking deliver. <laughs> well, right. dude, Gary Vee said that shit, man. He fucking told all these motherfuckers to go out and get in people's DMs and this and that and this and this and this. And then now I got I got so many fucking DMs from people, I can't even see the good ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I told Gary, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, quit telling people to go out and DM people. It's annoying because these people are doing it that have never done shit. And have never done, have never done anything. And guess what? For you people listening, I'm not that one. Yeah. Do not do not send me Fuck no, a man. DM. All right, unless you got some strong backing behind it and some results to prove it. Right. Okay. I'm not that one person that you should be sent, sent, sending stuff to. No, dude. And people will do this. They'll send you a fucking DM, and then they'll be, "I did this and this and this," and then come to find out they didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. Now, when you do that to somebody who is actually has reach and influence and shit, guess what? You just ruined your fucking name. With everybody. Yes. Dude, it reminds Because everybody up there, especially in the social media world, knows each other. Yes. We text each other. We call each other. You know, and then we're like, dude, this look at this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It happens you know every time. I'm sorry. It happens every time when you get those DMs from the, the social media companies that say, hey, we'll build your brand into this. Like, we'll get you so many followers. And you go on their page and they got like 50 followers. Right. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> right. Well, what happens, this is what social media has allowed individuals to do now. All right. It's allow you to hide behind something. All right, Annie, how many... You look at... This is the one thing you and I have in common. Well, right? We're both fucking handsome as shit. Right. Yeah. Right? But here's, here's the thing. When you look at his picture and his posts, he looks exactly like that. When you look at my pictures and my posts, that's exactly how you look. How many times have you seen people with their profile picture and you meet that person i don't know who the person, fuck he is like like no you got to be kidding me dude there's, there's no actually way. there's actually like some high level fucking people that are like that too. yeah and i'm just yeah. like this they and you see people they literally spend 45 minutes of their day you know cropping the right picture make sure it's the right thing you know what i'd rather see you working in those 45 minutes doing something that actually means something that's going to get those results. And that's what we talked about earlier. All this stuff can be taught. It's not something that's just, it's not in you. You know, you got to trade one addiction for, you got to trade one addiction for another. But when you trade that one addiction for another, you have to trade, then there's going to be more addictions to trade. There's going to be more things to do, more things to do. And it's, it's a constant cycle. It's a con, it's, you're constantly evolving. You're constantly evolving to get better or you're constantly evolving to get worse. And if you're staying in the same place, guess what? You're getting worse. Right. Things are evolving. Okay, so I'm going to introduce another aspect of this based on the what you uh, wrote about in your book because it's really fascinating to me. So, uh, Lord Acton, 
probably never heard of him, but he said great men are very often bad men. Now, I disagree with that. I think great men can be good men. But I was fascinated by the aspect of your book where you talked about channeling your, your dark side. Everyone's and, got one. Yeah. Everyone's so, fuck, got that's one. all I got. <laughs> no, everyone's so, got one. I'm laughing, but I know. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. laughing. Um, so my question is, because I think people hear that and they say, wait a minute. Are you really, truly telling me I have to be a jerk to... To, to be a cleaner. So straighten that out it's for the got, people it's who... It's got nothing to do... Listen, it's got nothing to do with being a, being a jerk. If people say telling the truth and working hard is being a jerk, then that, that's it. If sacrificing, not hanging out with your boys on Friday because you got something else more important to do, you want to spend some more time at the office, or you got a project you're working on that you're trying to better yourself and your family with, if that's called being a jerk, then then then, be, then become a jerk. But the dark, the dark side is what... It's what's special to you. It's what lights your own fire. This isn't a, it, it, listen, everyone thinks about it as it being about drugs, sex, and alcohol, and all that stuff. You know what? It can be. For a lot of, for a lot of individuals, it is. Don't get, don't get me wrong there. But it could be also be about that individual who was raised by a single parent all right, and, and remembered when their father left or their mother wasn't there. Fuck yeah, man. And they, and they yeah. take that. And they don't, you know, they don't curl up with it. They take that and they use it as their own personal fuel to get to make a better life for themselves, make a better life for those individuals, uh, uh, make those individuals around you. All right, the, when we talk about the dark side, here, people, everyone wants to talk about stuff that makes you feel good and hugs and kisses and all that, high fives and all that. In my days, those things are earned. All right, this is not daytime TV. This is not this is not what this is about. This is about every individual. And I don't care how successful you are or where you're starting out. We've all had that moment or moments, all right, where you're up at three, four o'clock in the uh, uh, at night and you go out and you sit in the chair. The room is dark and you got all this stuff going through your head. You got all these different things, all these different thoughts. You got all these different sayings. You got all these different voices in your head and you're thinking about what's next. What's next? What do I got to do? And you know what your job is? As if you don't control it, that's when your dark side take, takes control of you. It's your job. You have to become the maestro of that head up there and get everybody up in there playing the same fucking tune. That's what you have to do. You got to get every voice in there. You got to get every little sound that you in here. Some people, listen, some people hear bells. You know what? I'm in that dark place. I hear that noise when you take your nails on a chalkboard. That's what's going on in there. All right, so don't think that every individual who's sitting in this room hasn't gone through that or is going through that. It doesn't matter what, how much money you have, how successful you have. But you know what? People don't want to talk about this shit because it's real and it's not going, it's not going to show up on a, on a show of Ellen or on a daytime thing. But this is reality. Dude, Ed, we have a thing here called 100 to 0. Okay, And what that means is that I have a whole episode on it. If you haven't listened to it, uh, Varn, I don't know the fucking number, but it's 100 to 0. It's a lifestyle, okay? The whole concept is this. It's okay to run the fucking score up on everybody else, okay? You don't have to hold back. You don't have to believe that you're less. You don't have to try less because everybody else isn't doing their shit. You know, all this shit that you're talking about, the hugs and kisses and unicorns and rainbow bullshit, that's, that's all, that's it, that's what it is. It's complete bullshit. They're teaching our fucking youth to pull back, hold back, 
be fair and then like they think being fair is, is not trying to compete and not winning and if you win by too many points you're a douchebag and all this shit and then they go on the real world and with that mentality what happens they get fucking stomped on right because they don't know how to deal with adversity they don't know how to deal with adversity but they're not they've never had to they never had to so, but, so they're listening to their moms and their dads who they love and trust and think they're supposed to tell them the fucking truth and they're they're telling them, oh, you're special, you you're great, you're this, you're that. Well, you're not that fucking great. No. There's a lot of people that are a lot far more great than you. And so when you go out in the world and you compete against these people, what happens? They smash your fucking face. You fold. Yes. You fold. That you fold. That's that's what all these things now about the participation trophies. Oh, God. You get you get certificates and all this stuff for just for just showing up. So you're gonna tell in the workforce when you go into workforce or you apply for a college, there's forty openings in a college. There's 1,400 people applying for that for, for, for those 40 spots. That's competing. That's competition. If you want to get in that school, uh, you you gotta you you gotta raise your game. If there's 30 people applying for one job, okay, not all 30 people get that job. One person gets that job. And if you're if you've had to, if you've had everything handed to you and you don't know how to compete, you don't know how to deal with winning, you don't know how to deal with losing, you don't know how to deal with failure because everybody else has covered that shit up for you. You're done. No, you're fucking done. You, you you're are, fucking you, done. You are done. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All you're done before you even fucking start. Start all this stuff. It, it, because those are the same people, man. When they when they they get a job and somebody like me comes along and says, "Hey, dude, you fucking skip that shit. That fucking sucks. Don't do that." It's not. Oh, he likes me and he's helping me to get better. Right. It's oh, he's a dick. He's 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 mean to me. The people at my job suck. My manager's terrible. My my coworker. It's it becomes this big ball of fucking you know blaming. Instead of just saying, you know what, I can get better. I do suck at that. I'd rather be the asshole that tells you the truth than the motherfucker that lies to No shit, face. because eventually what happens, what happens? Dude, how many times, how many times did these professional athletes that you coach fucking hate your guts? Seriously. All the time. Yeah, and guess what? Now, they probably call you on the phone and they fucking love you. 20 years later, 10 years later. It's, you get so many individuals. I said, listen, what I tell you right now you may not understand, but you're going to remember it. And somewhere down the line, you're going to, you're going to be thinking, you know what? He was the only person that told it to me straight. Yeah. That told me what I needed to hear, what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. You know, there's a huge difference. People say, oh, he didn't hear that or he didn't listen to that. All right. Not only do you got to hear it, you got to listen to it. Or you just can't do one or the other. You have to do Yeah, and it both. might make you fucking mad when you hear it. You yeah. might get pissed. But take five minutes after, take five minutes to be pissed. Go in the fucking corner and pout for five fucking minutes. But then think if he's actually right. Think if that's actually true. Am I actually cutting the corner? Am I actually being lazy? Am I actually doing whatever he said I was doing? And if it's true, own it. You, if you're already pissed off and you need five minutes, you to know think it's about true. It, it's already yeah, true. That's right. It's already, that's why you're mad. Already, that's why you're pissed off because yeah. you got because you got caught. Yeah. Because you it's got fucking caught. true, man. That's it. You already know. You don't need that extra yeah. five minutes. You know what? Here, here's just just oh, you know the best way to end that conversation when somebody just said, just say, hey, I fucked up. Now go fix it. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's it, man. So, uh, for the record, well, dude, the, on the yeah. on the on the okay, what? What's I was just episode? gonna say for the record, the episode is one seventy nine for one hundred to zero. But I want to say something real quick. So I was reading somewhere about Wyatt Earp, you know, the old lawman sure. was set was asked one time, like, how did you get such a commitment to the law? And his answer, and I'm paraphrasing here, is he basically said, "Listen, there's it's not really that. 
It's that there's something about bad men hurting good people that just really pisses me off. Yeah. And uh, to me, that sounds a little bit of what Andy says all the time and kind of, kind of what you're talking about, channeling your dark side, which is anger and negativity are underrated motivations. No, they're fucking and that's, huge. And that's what I'm hearing you yeah, say. It's like, control. It's control. You know what? You get a lot of people... You, you know, you get a lot of people that say, man, you need to go, you need to go, you need to get pissed off, you need to get mad. Well, guess what? If you can't perform when you're calm, all right, you're not going to be able to perform when you're pissed off or mad. All right, there's a, you got to learn to be able to control it. You can't get pissed off. It's controlled no, it's, rage. No, it is controlled. It's controlled. Yes. It's controlled. That's a great point because I've never anger. addressed that. Okay. It is controlled. controlled. You don't run out like a fucking wild man right. pissed off. It, right. it's but take the shit, soak it in. And then turn it into productive action. Exactly. I think you say controlled rage. It's controlled. Right? It's controlled. Yeah. It's controlled rage. It's like what you say. You're just not out there. Just don't. It's control. You have control of that situation. You challenge that rage into something productive. That's what you do. You use it to. You use it to make a point. You use it to get what you want. You use it to help the business. You get help it to help your family. It's you have to control it. If you don't control it, it's going to control you. And that's what happens when majority of the time. Dude, if I if I externalize my internal feelings most of the time when I'm fucking doing what I do really good, okay, people would think I was a fucking baby. They would think I was a fucking whiny pouty baby because I'm fucking pissed off. I'm throwing an internal temper tantrum to want to fucking destroy whoever the fuck I'm competing against. Like when I said I only have a dark side, that's the fucking truth. Like, dude, my whole life I was fucking picked on. I was called fat. I was told I was going to fucking be a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Not by my parents, but by other kids. Sure. Dude, you know, like you saw that video of that kid with the bullying probably yeah. on Instagram. That Dude, you know what I liked about that? First of all, I love that he said that. But what I didn't like about it was this. You know what? He's right. But no matter how much we fucking say, oh, you shouldn't bully or you shouldn't pick on, there's always going to be fucking bullies. Always. There's always going to be people to pick on you. And I love that kid and I support that kid in his message. But somebody should also tell him, look, you're going to have to fucking toughen up, man. You're going to have to fucking get strong. And because if you think you're getting bullied now, the real world doesn't give a fuck yeah, they don't about care. anything. They so don't like, care. and I, I really did love that video. I thought it was great. But there needs to be two parts to that video. One part, he's right, it's wrong. The other part is, hey, guys, look, we're not going to change it. We could try to change it. We can stand up and be a voice for it. But it's like cancer, right? You can march all you want, but there's still fucking cancer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we've got to deal with it. And But anyway, like the dark side, like, dude, I've had so much fucking bullshit come through me that seems like insignificant, but it's stuck to me. That Like, dude, I just want to like I want to jam it down every motherfucker's throat like that I've ever fucking met. You know what I mean? And it's weird. Like it's it's I guess it's insecurity that drives it. I don't fucking know. But whatever it is, it ain't fucking rainbows and fluffy fucking no, dogs. You, you know what? You look at it. Listen, why? Do, why does Tom Brady? Why does Michael? Why did Kobe? They continue to work. Well, look at Michael, man. You know, he was told he was fucking cut from yeah, his fucking basketball. You team. know, why do these individuals that run these billion dollar companies? You know what it's about? It's it's about the next conquer. It's about their insecurity. It's about not letting the competition beat them. You don't think so when they go out every every single day and they train. You don't think so. Tom Brady thinks about I was the 199th player picked in the draft that year. No shit. All right? You don't think so. He's like that. I got to go prove myself. So he doesn't play like he's a top quarterback even though, in the even league. though he's already proved that, right. he still has to prove it. Right. He, he Listen, he may have proved it to others, but to not himself. Not to himself. Not to, exactly. him, not to himself. Not to him. The greats never improved. So let me him. ask you this, because this is an interesting concept off of that. So Michael Jordan, all right? I know for sure... 
like when he okay first of all when he retired didn't he say something funny to you like if he ever saw you again he's gonna fucking shoot you or some shit he said, if i ever see you in the neighborhood again i'm gonna personally shoot you <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome so dude so when michael retired okay or or any of these guys that you coach uh like kobe right when i'm just trying to get a grasp on the mindset i think i understand it but i want you to hear from you they're having something to prove. They're having something to prove. Like Michael got cut from his basketball team. I don't know if he ever voiced that, but I don't care. I know for a fact he wanted to jam it down those motherfuckers' throats sure every fucking day. Yes. And that's what drove his habitual discipline, practice, and work ethic. And and those were the things that got him the fame and the championships and the MVPs and all the shit. But when he retired, like when Tom Brady retires, and he's the fucking best, statistically the best, do they change do they change? Do they say, you know what? I was the best. No, no, they, they, they don't, you know what? Other people acknowledge that they're the best. Right. All right. And you know, if they're sitting in a room among their boys and all this other stuff, yeah, they'll, they'll give a jab here. Right, right. Yeah. You know, like Michael and like, Wayne I'll Gretzky. Ass, yeah. yeah that, right. that, that kind of stuff. But they were, well, what they don't think about is they don't think about the ones that they won. They think about the one that got away. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah. Where that's the story is that, man, I, I retired with six, but shit, I could have had eight. I could have had this. Yeah. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's. And even though everybody else is like, dude, you're the fucking greatest yeah. player ever, that they're still like, man, I could have been better. I could have, I could have been That's kind of like, it's kind of like an agonizing way to live. Like, dude, people, because people come to me and, and like, dude, I'm not successful. Like, dude, you drive up and down your fucking street right now, wherever the fuck you're listening right now, and you're going to see a hundred dudes that own companies that are far more successful than me. Drive up any street, okay? I don't consider myself successful. I have my ideas of what I want success to be for me, and I know what that is. But I am, I never celebrate. I never feel good about what we did. Nothing's ever good enough, you know? And when you live like that, dude, you're not, you're, you know, people, they see it from the outside, and they're like, oh, you should be celebrating, or you, you won the fucking NBA championship. You should be celebrating. You never really get to enjoy the shit because you're like, it's... You en- you know what? Here's it. You enjoy it, but you don't celebrate because you know what? If you continue to celebrate, your competition is sneaking up. You. Yeah. up. They're, com- they're coming up on you. Oh, I so, love that distinction. You, know, you, you enjoy it, but you don't celebrate. You don't celebrate. You know, here's a great, here's a great example. You know, I'll, I'll talk... Uh, you know, everyone's talking about players. Bill Belichick, all right? After they won the last... I love that, dude. I okay. wish he was my fucking coach. Okay. Yeah. After he won the last... Um, Super Bowl last year, hour and a half. They're interviewing him. He's giving this last. He's giving this last interview. All right, and the guy said, "Man, you know, you won the championship. You know, all this other stuff. How do you feel?" He goes, "This is nice, but I'm five weeks behind next year." Fuck. Yeah. And you know he ain't joking either. No, he goes, "I'm five weeks behind. This is all. I enjoyed this. This. I enjoyed this. You know, the right. celebrations. Let them celebrate." I'm five weeks behind next year. Yeah, I I, uh, I awesome. read something similar where Nick Saban was complaining to someone that being in the national championship was costing him recruiting time. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. That's man. how. That's how. Yeah. That's how. That's you know. And you think that's what I try to say. You think these guys were born that way? No, they're not. They weren't. But they're not. Born no, they've learned what it takes. They've, to fucking they've learned win. what that yeah. learned what it takes. And I, you know, and that's what what we talk about in Relentless. We, we, can te- we can teach this. We actually have a system to teach this stuff. You know, we have this thing, you know, it, it, the relentless system can teach people, hey, to get over your fears. To That's know, something don't, cool don't that people don't know. People do. don't know that they can actually, they can actually have you as a coach. Because, like, dude, I would fucking love to have you as a coach. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs a fucking coach. The coolest thing that Tim's got going on now 
is the relentless the relentless system. It's 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 basically having you as a fucking mindset coach. 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, any anywhere I want to go. I talk to you the same way I talk to my pros. Listen, if you're looking for the rainbows and the fluff, this ain't it. Go somewhere else. Okay, if you want hard reality, you want the hard facts, you want to know what these guys think, how I talk to them, why they got to the net, why they got to the next level, the relentless system is for you. And because of my boy Andy, because of him, Andy and Sal, both you guys here, for a special price for you guys, normally the thing sells for twelve ninety seven. All right, if you push in the codes, if you punch in the code, MFCO, all right, four ninety nine. There you go. MSC, MSCEO. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. All right. Good. I apologize. No, that's so guys, here's the deal. You know, I don't let people plug shit on the show, but this is something I believe in. Okay. This is something that we talked about. Uh, Tim and I have talked about, and, and I'm very proud of him for doing this because he has a gift and him. Tim is a very wealthy guy. He doesn't have, this isn't a money thing. Okay. Tim is committed to making an impact across the world and his information is worth fucking thousands and thousands and thousands of times what he charges for it. So if you guys are interested in learning how to become mentally tough, how to learn some drills and exercises on how to think, how champions think, you know, if you're the guy, like I said, who is at uh, the bottom level of your company and you're trying to learn to go from a cooler to a closer to a cleaner, this is exactly how you do it. So you have to, you know, this is an investment when you, when you, the schooling and education system has changed. You know, no longer are you going to go to school and learn the skills that you needed to learn no. to be productive. You have to go out and seek people and the technology that we have, we're very blessed to have. You're allowed to have access to people like Tim who can teach you these things that your parents never could teach you, that your teachers can't teach you. You know, this is an amazing opportunity. And, you know, you guys know if I recommend something, you're going to fucking love it. So that's my fucking, you know, plug. Go support him. Go learn this shit. I don't care if you're making $5 million a year or if you're making fucking $5 a year. This is something that you need to fucking invest in yourself at. Okay, and just to clarify, you did say the uh, the uh, code there, but is it timgrover.com or where, where do they go? You go to, yeah, you can go to, you go to, Tim, you go to timgrover.com. Yeah. All right, you punch in the code, all right, and you get the spe- and you get the spe- and you get the uh, price. All right, and this is probably, listen, Andy, you've done stuff for me I've never asked you to do. I, I remember the first time we met, you came, uh, I think you, I don't know if you texted me. Yeah, but you, me but see, you don't realize, Tim, is that you did shit for me first by writing the fucking book. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So, and, you, and, and I know you're modest and humble about it. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. You wrote my book. But you don't understand the impact that fucking made on me. And you've told me that yeah. numerous times. Every yeah. time I see you, you've told, and I can tell you, I can tell that you're genuine about that. Yeah. We've been sitting there talking for, I, I don't know how long it is, and we can continue to go, we can continue to go forever because you and I think alike. We act, we act alike. We don't care what anybody else thinks about, uh, thinks about us. We're not going to, we're not going to lay out all the bullshit. Either you're going to listen to us and you're going to get the reality of the truth. That's what you're getting right here with the relentless system. That's what you're getting from this podcast. You're getting a reality check. And before you can get a paycheck, most of you people out there, individuals, you need to get a fucking reality check first. Dude, that's a fucking truth. That is Dude, I remember the first time you guys met. It was at 10X. Yeah, and yeah. he saw you. You were in row. He recognized one- me. Yeah. I recognized yeah. him. Well, right. But here's what happened right before that. Uh, you were one row ahead of us. Uh, and Andy turns to me and he goes, Dude, that's Tim fucking Grover. 
I got to go say hi. And yeah. before you knew, you were, yeah, you know, yeah. noticing was, Andy. Yeah, dude. Like, Be, Tim, I got a quick uh, practical question in terms of most of your clients, I assume, throughout the uh, the years have been athletes. So they have had a been a specific, excuse me, basketball players. They've had a specific sport that they may have been able to look at and say, okay, I want to be a cleaner in this sport. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot of people out there that they're like, well, I want to be a cleaner, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure like in what. And then they think, well, I don't, it, maybe it's a little overwhelming to think about being a cleaner for my, my whole life. Would you suggest like for the people that are contacting you, would you suggest to them just pick some aspect of your life? You, that, because once a, you become that way and, in that thing, it'll probably spill yeah, out, so right? You, you have to make a Listen, you can't be a cleaner in everything. That's just not going to happen. And, you know, we talked about this earlier about the balance. All right, you can't be a cleaner and do this exceptional job, uh, you know, build this multi, uh, great company and not miss any of your kids' events. Listen, you don't want to miss your kids' events. You want to, you know, when they have things, you want to go, you want to go, you want to show up, you want to do that, you want to be there to support them. But it doesn't happen all the time. All right, you're going to miss stuff. You're going to forget dates. You're going to forget birthdays. You're going to forget anniversaries. Those things happen. But what you have to do is, and this is very important. This is extremely important for people that are living, uh, that, are, that are out there. If you want the thing to get balance, in order to get balance, all right, everybody says, you know, you got to find somebody. If you're a certain way, the, uh, the person that balances you has got to be the complete opposite. No. All right. The way to be successful and the way to build your team. And you know why, Andy, you and I get along so well? Because we're fucking same. <laughs> you are as fucked up as I am. Yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why we get that's why we get along so well. All right. Because he's as fucked up as I. So when you're finding that partner or you're finding that individual, find that person that's just as fucked up as you are, and you guys will live a happy, successful, <laughs> glorious life. Oh, I, I think that's true too, man. Like I, I think it's a hundred percent true. You know, uh, uh, one thing I want to touch on again, like when we're talking about guys who are in a position, most people, most people, if you dig deep enough, you'll find something that they're good at. You'll find something that they've invested themselves in and, and learn to love and learn to be skilled at. It might be something insignificant to you, but you'll find it. And a big a big thing that people have to realize if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not really good at anything. There's something you're good at. You're just not putting value on it. That's important. It doesn't have to be important because the habits that you have developed to get good at that one thing are the same habits that you have to develop and apply over here to make you more fucking money. So don't think about it. Like you don't have skills. You might be good. You might be better than everybody. Like, like Tim said, playing video games. But why are you good at video games? Because you put the fucking time in. You're interested. You're passionate, okay? You're doing the extra shit. You're playing the extra hours. And that sounds silly. But the reality is if you took those same concepts and you applied them over here to your career or your business or your life in any aspect, you're going to become a cleaner at that as well. You're getting paid. You can get a college scholarship now for eSports, for playing video games. Fuck no. Are you serious? Yes. Holy shit. Yes, you get a college Man, scholarship. I fucking quit too early. <laughs> they got esports teams now in colleges where they give you scholarships. All right, there are all these professional the guy the guys that own these professional teams. They're buying all these esports leagues now. There's so much money that can be made in that. All right, but it, it, it's if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it. Do it all the way. Do it all. Go the all way. fucking in, man. Yeah, go all in. Yeah. So, um, 
couple housekeeping things, guys. I know, unless there's something wrong with your fucking brain, that you got a ton of value out of this podcast. Guys, please subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a review and please tell a friend. Those are the three, three, three things. Subscribe, review, tell a fucking friend, okay? We don't advertise shit. We don't sell you shit. I'm not trying to jam a bunch of shit down your throat. I'm just trying to help you. We're creating a movement here that is designed to reset the way people are thinking in society. We have too much of the rainbows and the puppy dogs and the fucking kisses and hugs and not enough of the fucking truth. And guys, we don't go out and advertise this. We don't market it. This is all word of mouth. So you talking to your friends about it is how we fucking grow and change the mentality. So guys, if you listened, if you loved it, subscribe, review, tell a motherfucker that we're here to help, okay? I love you guys. We support, I, the support that you provide us is fucking amazing. But we have gotten away from the reviews. We have gotten away from telling a friend, all right? That's how we grow. So if you're living the 100 to nothing lifestyle, fucking go all in and help us out, man. Do us a solid. We're doing all we can to bring you guys the right kind of guests, the right kind of information to help you succeed. Pay us back. Listen, and what are your social media contacts? Hey, one thing I want to add on Andy. We talked about the little details matter. All right, those things matter to us. They matter to Andy. They matter to his business. They, ma- they matter to how, the content that he wants, to, he wants to bring. He's not asking you to donate. All right, he's not asking you to go somewhere. He's asking you to take two minutes out of your day after you listen to the podcast to review it and to tell somebody else. That's it. Yeah. That's very, That's it's, it, man. it's simple. Yeah, and That's we're providing it. the value up front. And you're you providing know? the value. So, he's, he's not, he's not. Like, dude, if you didn't like the podcast, don't fucking do that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't give value, don't tell anybody. Don't subscribe. Don't review it. I, but if you did, if you honestly did, that's all I'm asking. That's it. Yeah. Uh, my con- uh, website is timgrover.com. Um, Twitter, hand, Twitter, hand, uh, Twitter is at Attack Athletics. And same, same with the uh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. All right, listen, guys, thank you so much. I really yeah, appreciate it. Tim, I know this was on was such great. short notice. No, no, man, and, look, you're always welcome. You know, you're always welcome to come on as a guest. Like, And I don't say that to anybody. So. Yeah, no, and then you know what? I love you, bro. I, I, yeah. When you say that, I know you mean it. Yeah. I mean, you've always, listen. If I Dude, told, if I could have you as a fucking coach in my ear every day, for real, right. like, and I know I could, but I don't want to bug you. Right. But, like, dude, that's what I fucking do. You know, if, it, if you need somebody like this, like, Tim would be my fucking coach, Okay. If the, you guys listen to this podcast, you listen to what I say, this man would be my coach, all right? And, and I think that speaks for itself. And I'll tell you, our relationship, Andy, had, a while back, obviously, you know, he's, he, he loves his automobiles, loves, loves his cars. All right, he got this special edition car, and he showed me, he, he, put it, he put it on a post, and he showed it to me. And you know what he said? Anytime you want to drive it, just let me know. Fuck yeah, man. He said, anytime you want yeah. to drive it, just let, let me know. Hell yeah. That that good, what that's what of, success is about, man. Exactly. It's about sharing it with your buddies. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. people think it's a selfish thing, but really, man, it's way more about doing fun shit with your friends and helping people and making an impact and creating jobs. And, you know, pe- people that think it's about, like, I just want to accumulate all this fucking money. And I guess for some people it might be, but for the most successful people, it's usually about just sharing, sharing the, uh, the cool shit. It is about sharing yeah. the cool shit, but also... And the cool shit is, like, helping people and all that right. stuff, too, right? And, but... Here's the thing. Don't get away 
from trying to help everybody else and forget about yourself. You got to take care of yourself first. The better you take care of yourself, all right, the more you educate yourself, the more valuable you make yourself, the more you can help others. All right, it's, it's, listen, it's in human nature to help others. All right, we're supposed to help, we're supposed to help others. That's what we're taught, that's how we're uh, brought up. That's our instincts to help others. Somebody else shouldn't have to fucking tell you to go help somebody else. <laughs> no, if, you, if they do, you're fucked up in the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the wrong way. The wrong way, exactly. <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much for coming My in, man. My pleasure. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later.